Welcome back, Nothing Important Podcast, your host with the motherfucking most, most of what? I don't know. Most of a lot of stuff, man. You you tune in. Why don't you compliment me? Why don't you make me feel good? Why don't you help me, help you, help me, help you? You're going to hear in the background, ladies and gentlemen, lawnmowers, which is the sound of Jesus Christ incarnate. You have to understand the property management where I fucking live have been slacking. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. There's no communication, ladies and gentlemen. There's no communication. The property has gotten fucking crazy. And thank God they sent somebody to go mow the grass in the front. They, they look like they're taking piles and synthetic hay and placing that in various areas around my building and the other buildings in the complex to make it look purdy. And that's nice. And I appreciate that. Let's be a little bit more consistent, guys. Why am I talking to you about my property management? Let's change the topic, ladies and gentlemen. I was just thinking. Now, I want everybody that's sitting down, listening right now, to tell me your best guess, your educated guess on what I was thinking about. You are continually listening to Nothing Important Podcast. You get on Spotify on a consistent basis. You get on Apple Podcasts. You might be on YouTube right now checking out the video. You like the visual component to go with my silky motherfucking voice. Why don't you guess based on all the information that you've been blessed with because you're listening to me? Why don't you guess what I was thinking about? You was thinking about the correct thing, ladies and gentlemen. I was, I was thinking about myself. I was thinking about myself. I was thinking about my mind. I was thinking about my brain. And for anybody who was out there, it's like, oh my God, you're a fucking narcissist. All you can do is think about just, that's everybody. That's everybody. Everybody thinks about themselves. If you are thinking about another person, it is in relation to yourself. You're either comparing, you are observing and making judgments based off of how you think about yourself, how it relates to you, your relationship with that person, what do they think about? That's just the human fucking experience. So get off my motherfucking cack. I was I was it's a little bit defensive, right? For no reason. Um, I was thinking about myself. I was thinking about my mind, and I was like, yo, I think that at this point in my life, things are pretty even keel in my world. And for whatever reason, my brain seems to create stimulus, stimulus, stimuli, where there is none to be actually found. Anybody relate to that? I'm not talking about in a negative way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about just where there's nothing going on. My brain seems to create some type of stimulus. And I was thinking about that. I was like, what, 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 what is that? What is that? Do you guys even understand what the fuck I'm talking about? I'll explain why I think my brain does it. And hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight into my personality, my brain, and what the fuck I'm talking about. I believe that your past does give you a certain amount of influence toward the character that you are displaying to the planet in the present. I think that the way that you grow up, the environment that you grew up in, uh, the things that you're exposed to, the things that you choose or unknowingly believe in. These things paint inside the, the lines that is your world. It adds the colors in there. And 
I was looking at my past, and I'm like, I grew up in New York City. New York is fucking wild. Every time I get online, I see another video of New York City, and it's just fucking, it's insane. It's incredibly insane that that's a real place. <laughs> From an outsider's perspective, because I live in Atlanta, Georgia in 2000 and motherfucking 23, I'm sitting here on my fucking computer or my cell phone viewing a video in New York City of one of the many crazy fucking things that happens on a daily basis and thinking that it's AI. And I grew up there. I still don't believe it. It's just insanity, the shit that happens. My boy sends me videos on fucking Instagram and it's like two homeless people in the street and they're literally in broad daylight and the girls lay back and the guy's just fucking eating her ass. Young, young homeless kids. <laughs> broad daylight, New York City sidewalk because it's just fucking very populated. Everybody's walking around looking at them and she's just getting her fucking twat eaten out. It's crazy. It's crazy. But that's, that's very typical for New York. And I'm having this weird experience of like, I know I live there. I know that that's a real place, but this doesn't feel fucking real. And then something popped in my brain. Of, oh, that's it. That's why now when nothing is really going on, that's shocking or stimulating in my environment, in the present moment, why my brain is created. It's habit. I grew up in a fucking zoo. I grew up in a fucking insane asylum. It's just mental insanity. And it's all legal. It's all just normal. It's all culturally accepted. You're in New York City. It's fucking implied that it's going to be insanity. And my brain right now, because I, I lived there for 24 years of my life. I moved out, lived in Los Angeles. Now I live in Atlanta. My brain is like, where is that? Every day of your life, you were seeing something that was fucking mind bending. Just a, a, a physical manifestation of something that should not be in reality. Crazy shit on a daily fucking basis. And all of a sudden that turned off. And now I'm sitting here in quiet Atlanta. Try to X out the noise of these people fucking mowing the lawn. Thank fucking God. Sorry. Um, I'm sitting here where there's not as much stimulus. And my brain is filling in the blanks. I'm like, that's fucking wild, man. That's fucking wild. And I, I also want like a step... Further, after I have like that immediate realization, I was like, it is true. I am a different person when I'm in New York. I operate at a different pace. And there is this overall feeling that I've not been able to get back to since I left. It's like this warm, fuzzy blanket of acceptance of chaos. It's like this security blanket or throw pillow that you clutch onto. Because you're self-conscious in a social environment. Maybe you're on the couch at a house party and you have to put the pillow on your lap because you're self-conscious. And my pillow is made up of acceptance of madness and chaos. And for whatever reason, when I step into the city limits in new motherfucking York, it's like that shit just magnetizes to me. That throw pillow, that security blanket. And I'm one with craziness. <laughs> And for whatever reason, since I've left, I get into other environments, traveling or living in other cities. It's like, it's, I, I, I long for that. I long for that equilibrium in the madness. I don't think it's something that it, it only comes with living in New York City. I believe it really is about schedule. It's really about exposure to 
uh, various things. It's just New York organically produces madness. And that's what my fucking brain is used to. <laughs> New York naturally produces a level of chaos, a speed of living, a level of, I would say, healthy stress. There's a lot of unhealthy stress in the city, but if you're a put-together person, if you're ambitious, if you have your head screwed on somewhat correctly, you know, it's just like, it's a level of healthy madness, healthy stress, a lot of stimulus. And I realize my brain longs for that shit. My brain is like, where is that? And so like now I'm fucking washing dishes. I'm just washing dishes, ladies and gentlemen. I have my AirPods in my ear. I like to listen to different music while I'm washing dishes. Today I was listening to classical music. I'm washing dishes, listening to classical music. Gay! And there's nothing going on. And I find myself, it's like a fucking knee-jerk reaction. It's just an impulse to continue opening the door, the back door of my apartment, and popping my head out the fucking window, looking left to right. And there's nothing going on. Just birds, squirrels. That's all that's fucking going on. But my brain is so fucking conditioned in the habit programmed that, you know, I'm opening that door with a real expectation. There'd be two crackheads fighting in my back. It's just not, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make fucking sense. I don't know how I fucking, uh, I fill in the gap there. I think uh, just because of my upbringing, I like to believe that you can reprogram yourself. I like to believe that you can mold yourself and learn to control yourself, redirect your being like a, a, a light laser focus toward what you want to be, where you want to go. I believe in all of that, ladies and gentlemen, but I also believe that you can't really change too much of your core of the initial, unless you have that fucking pen from Men in Black where you could just erase your memories. I don't see how you can really reverse a lot. You can flip it into a positive. You can be a product of your environment one of two ways. It can be in a negative or a positive, right? But you can't really change where you come from or what you are because of your initial molding. And I'm like, yo, I... I think I, le I need a life of madness. No, I'm not going to attract that to myself. I'm not going to um, More stimulus, definitely. I need more stimulus. I need more stimulus, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't want the synthetic stimulus. I don't want to fucking get addicted to sports betting. I don't want <laughs> to be one of these guys in Georgia that get like a fucking courtside seat at their favorite strip club. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I just go there so frequently, they know that's my chair. It, the reserve sign for fucking, you know? I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I saw that recently on a video. Just because of the lack of stimulus I have, ladies and gentlemen, the way that I grew up, I used to be able to just go out for a breakfast sandwich in the morning. And while I'm on my walk to go, there would be some type of real life in front of me, world star drama unfolding. There would be some real life bullshit that I could look at and go, damn, and I just walk around it and that would be my hit for the day. I'm addicted. That's just the way I fucking grew up seeing crazy shit. New York City, we talked about this already. Now I don't have that. So I have to go and get synthetic hits. And so I go onto this website, Worldstar, and I saw this video of this guy. He's in the strip club and he's this big pleather couch. There's a table in front of him. 
and he has his back flush against the back of that back seat of that couch. And his arms just like out, both right, left arm fully extended to the top arms of that couch, looking like Jesus Christ on the cross. And his feet are right in front of him, resting on the table that's in front of him. Feet crossed, resting on the table. He's relaxing. And there's a stripper that is standing on the table, pulling her panties to the side while she is dipping down and fucking herself with this guy's toe. <laughs> She's squatting and putting her stripper pussy on this guy's exposed toe. He has one of his shoes and socks off and she is fucking herself with his exposed toe in the strip club, live strip club action, laser beams and everything, for everything you could think about a strip club. He's not throwing any fucking money. His hands up are like Jesus Christ on the cross and he's fucking her with his toe. <sighs> yeah, that's who I am as a person. Like before I can uh, recalibrate myself and face my family, I have to go watch something like that. <laughs> I have to watch something like that to get back into normal, to get back into cruise control so I don't act like a fucking wild, crazy person in front of my child. I have to go watch some lady get fucked by a toe. And then I feel like I'm me again. I put back on that security blanket of acceptance of chaos. I take that throw pillow and I, I clutch it to my fucking heart. And I feel like me again. So, you know, I'm doing that until, I don't know, I guess I have to restructure my life so there's more healthy chaos, more stimulus. I thrive in it. Oh, that was a patented, copywritten burp. You will hear one. That's the Matt Reyes burp. If you hear it anywhere else, hit me in the DMs. I'll send out the fucking cease and desist. You, you, you're not, you, you know how it works. You know how it works. Um... Running into that right now because I'm, I'm trying to make YouTube videos and you get all these copyright strikes for doing shit that I'm doing, you know? And you just learn how to work around it, ladies and gentlemen. Just learn how to motherfucking work around it. You got to keep on motherfucking going. Just got to keep on motherfucking rolling. 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 I, I should say for anybody who's a new listener to the podcast, thank you for coming and listening. You are now part of a select. I wouldn't even say few. It's a bunch of people that fucking listen. And um, this is a cult. I like to be fucking up front, ladies and gentlemen. I like to be up front. This is a cult in the making. It's well into the progression of a cult. If you are a, be a listener from the beginning, if you were lucky enough to be magnetized, to be attracted to this podcast in its inception, you are spared in the next life. You will be part of the kingdom of heaven where you can be a dishwasher or shine my motherfucking shoes. You understand what I'm talking about? For anybody who's a new listener, get in fucking line. It's a long line. It's a long fucking line to the top if you want to rock and roll. And you have to win my favor. That's what this is about. You tune in. You thought this was going to be experience where you're sitting here and you're entertained and you're enjoying yourself. You're listening to this guy ramble to his iPhone. He's talking about his property management. He's talking shit about them. He's talking about New York City. Oh my God, I miss New York, but I want to live in New York because I don't want to get stabbed by a homeless person. And he's talking about strip clubs where a guy is posing like Jesus Christ while he's toe fucking a fucking prostitute. You understand what I'm saying? 
You thought this was all going to be entertainment. No, there's a little bit of work that you have to put in as well. You need to get in fucking line. And when you get to the front of that line and you are before my golden aura, you got to kiss my ring. That's what's going on here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> you got to kiss my motherfucking ring, man. Uh, yeah. It's wild. It is wild. It's so funny, man. I think about that. I just heard about this story. I don't even want to get into it. Just cause It's just too creepy for me to think about. But I heard like the Dalai Lama was tongue kissing young boys. Or, I don't know what the fuck is going on, ladies and gentlemen. I just think that what I was really thinking about it was more like the power thing. You know, when people are in positions of great influence and power, how corruptible that may be. And, you know... Why? I was really thinking about like, is this something that is just a natural human curse? When people get power or influence, they're just going to be evil and take advantage of it and do fucking crazy wild shit and abuse. And you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know if that's what it is or it's just certain people that have the capacity or the numbness or the, the the extreme carnal desire to get to that position maybe that is indicative or correlates to being a fucking psycho you know what i'm saying <laughs> to being somebody who would abuse that power the qualities that get you in a position of power are they synonymous to being somebody who would abuse that power i don't know i don't fucking know man Am I trying to solve the problems of society once again? I think that's a healthy thing to do. I don't think enough people do that. Think so far outside the box and in a very imaginative, ridiculous way. And just reconstruct, not even reconstruct society, but imagine a different society. Imagine a more idealistic society. When did that stop happening? I feel like people don't do that anymore. We're just so in love with... Whatever the fuck is going on right now, everybody just wants to refine or work through the existing dichotomies of power. Nobody, there's not very many people that are thinking in extreme, imaginative, uh, different routes than what we're, you know, the, the road that we're on right now. You have some people doing it, great. I just think more people need to do it. I, I feel like that has to be a consensus mindset. That people think extremely out of the fucking box, you know, that they're not basing their fantasy even or their imaginary projections off of what already exists, what already exists, you know, because that's kind of ridiculous. That's kind of ridiculous. People talk about innovation, creativity, invention, and they're basing it off of that's you're only going to create adaptations or refine. What the fuck am I talking about? Um, I think somebody just knocked on my door. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. That was a little bit of an intermission. Not really for you, but a lot for fucking me. Somebody was not, not knocking on my door. Knocking on my door. I go to the back. What do I try to tell you in the story form? Um, somebody was knocking on my door, and it was two young men in black suits with black ties and white shirts, white button-up shirts. And what does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? It's motherfucking missionaries. 
not the position. God's children came to knock on my door to tell me that I'm going to hell if I don't change my motherfucking ways. Oh my God. Oh my God, isn't that a fucking shitty gig? I feel so many. We, it's funny because when you interact with the missionary, once again, not the sex position. When you interact with missionaries, you almost both have the same prejudgments of each other. You kind of both, there's this arrogant feeling bad for the other party. Because <laughs> they're looking at me like, man, you need God. They're so brainwashed and entrenched and programmed into whatever dogma or religion that they're following, whatever tradition that was imparted onto them, that they've taken this on as a form of no profit employment. And they're knocking on my fucking door, trying to get me to join their church. So they're, they're in full belief that I need because they're, they just pledged their whole life to this thing. They believe. They fucking believe. And they, they believe that I need. And I kind of have that same position with them. I'm like, I'm, I feel like they need to wake up and take off those suits and be whatever fucking age they are. These kids were like 22. You should be planning your evening trying to fuck strange women and doing nefarious drugs. You understand what I'm saying? That should be your life. Not knocking on random people's doors trying to help them get to heaven. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody teach his own, teach his own. Um, it reminded me, though. Uh, just to give you guys, I was just telling you a little background on my brain. Giving you an understanding of why I'm so fucking me. And it reminded me of something I can share with you, ladies and gentlemen. They, that, them, whatever the fuck is listening right now. Artificial intelligence. Everybody gather around the campfire. It's fucking story time. It's story time. This is going to give you insight into who I am as a podcaster, as your host. You understand what I'm talking about? My father, you know, he didn't raise me. I didn't know him too well. Most of the information that I gained from my, as an understanding of who he was as a person, who he was as a man, the history of his life was secondhand. It would be from family members of his. It would be from my mother who knew him for, you know, if I look in hindsight, really wasn't that long of a time that they were together and that they knew each other before they had two children together. And my mother would try to explain and piece together little pieces of information uh, memories, stories, things that she knew about him and recant that to me and my brother so that we knew who he was. And uh, that was a bad idea. Because <laughs> this guy was a piece of shit. He was a fucking piece of shit. She told me this one time. She was just impressed by this because you have to take into context, my mother was also not in the best headspace. There's this big political binary fight right now in America Abortion rights. Should people be able to get an abortion? Should people have to bring those babies to full term? Big argument. I will not get on either side of that argument. What I will say is that logically, I think it's undeniable that some people should not be parents. I am very grateful to be here, ladies and gentlemen. My mother, my father, they were not ready to have children. They were young. They had traumas that had yet to work out. They didn't have the resources or finances. They were not willing to take on the responsibilities. My mother took on more responsibilities. She did raise us. But there was a lot of things that needed to happen 
that didn't happen because they weren't ready. Some people shouldn't take on that responsibility. All that being said, my mother was very young. She was very naive and she was trying to do something that she thought was right, which was actually not right, which was explain the man that my father was. She should have just fucking lied. <laughs> she should have fucking lied. Did anybody see that movie, Waterboy? Anybody see Waterboy where the mother is this Christian, fearful Southern woman and she's trying to keep her half-retarded son from getting hurt in a very dangerous world. And so the method that she takes on to try to protect him and create some type of healthy ego in his brain is explain or reimagine the story of his father who abandoned him and paint him as this incredible heroic figure who died. And the reality was is that his father was a half-witted retard. Uh, as well, and <laughs> just a piece of shit. And so my mother should have took that route. She should have lied and made me think that my father was Superman or Evil Knievel. You understand what I'm saying? But she didn't do that. She she gave she gave it to us straight up, and she was telling me a story. This all this all ties in, ladies and gentlemen. Missionaries just knocked on my door. Keep that in context. She was telling me a story about what my father used to do when missionaries knocked on their door. He would play Slayer. Heavy metal bin, believed to be satanic. He would pump that volume up to fucking 11 on the stereo system and he would get butt naked and he would answer the door with long hair, butt naked uh, and <laughs> just bust open the door. Look to the people, make sure it's the missionaries, bust open the door and say, Satan loves you. And they would just fucking scream and run away. And... um I should have done that right now. I should have done that. That could work two ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have done that and either saved those young men or prolonged the period of time where they were just kept in the dark, living this very strange life of trying to save people um, and help them get to heaven. You know what I mean? I could have just ran to the door. Holy shit, I just got fucking interrupted again. Holy shit. Um... <laughs> My daughter is so funny, man. Uh, she 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 knows a lot of words. That's gonna be this episode, by the way. If anybody's trying to keep a uh, consistent stream of thought, if that's what you wanted from me, turn it off right fucking now. This is gonna be a hundred percent fucking interruption. That's my life today. And um, hilarious. My daughter, she knows a lot of words, but she's not formulating sentences one hundred percent. And um, so she has like these little phrases that she'll throw up. She says, come here, come here, come here. Come here means like pick me up. She says, all done, all done, all done, all done. All of this is very dramatic. I don't know what the fuck, where it comes from. Um, and that means she's done with her food and she wants to get out of her chair. And she also says, more dos, more dos, more dos. <laughs> So that's what just happened. She wanted more juice. So she starts banging the door and screaming, more deuce. Ah, I feel like I'm in prison and I'm a slave to a small foreign. I don't know what the fuck she is. Um, she's my child. She's my child. Uh, yeah. What was I trying to talk about? I was trying to talk about converting people who were trying to convert me, save their lives, whether they're trying to save my lives. Just the story of life. Everybody wants to give each other advice. This is the best thing that you can do. That is the best thing that you can do. Ah, 
Huh? Let me give you some fucking advice, ladies and gentlemen. This is some advice. This is tried and true advice. This is 100% accurate. You can take my word for it because I am better than you. That's why you come and you listen because I'm better than you. Um, I'm a little excited. I apologize. My advice is if you are seeking the internet, the interwebs in search of advice, in search of wisdom, in search of lessons, and you come across somebody who is provocative, somebody who is compelling, a great salesperson, somebody who draws you in with their incredible words. And remember this, there's a distinction between looking for information for purposes of entertainment. That's not what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about expediting your power of critical thought onto another, giving that power over to somebody else and saying, I need help. I need answers. And that individual that you run into on the internet says, yo, this, that, and the third, and they reference something, go and look up what they referenced. Go and look up what they referenced. If you go and you look up what they referenced, then there is no potential for bullshit, right? You know what I like to do? I like to source information from books written by people who are dead because then they can't sell me anything. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I guess me and those fucking, the missionaries, we, we really do think alike. That's what they're doing. They're walking around, you know, believing a book that was written God knows how long ago, apparently written by God. And uh, everybody in the book, everybody who's an author to the book is long dead. So I guess that's a good idea. You know, you want to get some information, go look up quotes and information from dead people. That's got to help. Right. Um, oh, God. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, man, oh, man. Man, oh man, oh man, having a kid. It's a beautiful thing, right? I believe so. Listen, for anybody who is a new listener to the podcast, um, this is what you get. This is real motherfucking life. Uncut, raw, ain't no fentanyl in this, baby. This is 100% pure. And I hope you ride with me. I hope you ride with me. Like I said before, there's a long list of people that came before you. Uh, Continue listening. We're going to cut this episode short. I'm going to make a video. Hopefully you fucking enjoyed it. It's going to get on YouTube. I need you to do me a couple things. Do me a couple favors. Go on to my Instagram. Nothing important podcast. Matt Reyes. Instagram. I got the reels. I got the posts. Show love. There's links. Hit the link. The link is going to send you over to my YouTube. YouTube page. Nothing important podcast with Matt Reyes on YouTube. Go like Go subscribe. Show me motherfucking love. You can donate, ladies and gentlemen. You can send gifts on Instagram. You can write comments. You could do a lot of things to give positive energy. And I send that positive energy back out to you. Do me a favor. If you are going to give, give with love. Anything. Compliments. Critique. Anything. Give it with love. And you'll get that love back. Anybody who continue listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Until next time.